Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl dropped this past Friday, and I guarantee you that I am playing them as this video is dropping. I am a lifelong Pokenerd and diehard fan of the series, and so I was pretty excited for the announcement that Diamond and Pearl would be the next remake from the franchise. But with the release of Cowboy Bebop and the teased images of One Piece live action and the announcement of one remake of a video game after another, are we remaking too many things? Do we really need a new version of every single Pokemon game? And does the Bible possibly have a hot take on Pokemon remakes? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and are we sure we want to go with Chibi? I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when the next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting with our scripture. This time, we're going to be reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verses 10 through 14. As always, we're going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you would prefer, feel free to use that instead. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to the one who possesses it. Consider the work of God. Who can make straight what he has made crooked? In the day of prosperity, be joyful, and in the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other, so that mortals may not find out anything that will come after them. Okay, so before we even get started on this one, I want to get the elephant out of the room. I know that this is probably one of the biggest stretches I've ever made in these nerdy sermons so far. Those of you who are here for the Pokemon content are like, really? Jesus cares about Pokemon remakes? And those of you that are here for the Jesus stuff are like, really? Ecclesiastes and Pokemon? I get it. I understand that I'm just a meme of myself at this point. I can't help that my brain works this way. And I really do think that there's an argument to be made here. So please, please, if you are a naysayer, just watch this video all the way through and let me know after if you think the exegesis I'm doing here at least makes some sense. So Holy Spirit, help me. So what are we actually talking about today? Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are the fourth generation of the Pokemon games that originally were released for the Nintendo DS back in 2006. These games were a pretty huge transition from the world of literal cable connection between devices to the internet being used for Pokemon transfer and battle. This allowed for a serious surge in the game market and many call this entry their Pokemon. Since the Game Boy Advance first dropped a remake of the original red and blue versions of the game called Fire Red and Leaf Green, which contained additional in-game content, updated graphics, and more, the Pokemon Company has been slowly remaking the backlog of games with each new Nintendo console. Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out for the DS, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS, and it was only logical that Diamond and Pearl will be coming next with the Switch sometime soon. However, no one actually expected what we actually got. Or maybe you did. I don't know. I was personally hoping for the art style of like, let's go Pikachu, but with traditional gameplay. And then we got this chibi art in the overworld, which kind of harkened back to the OG Game Boy days with full version of the characters in battle, but the chibi on the main screen, along with other flavor touches, updates, things brought back from the original games. And as usual, the internet pretty swiftly revolted against the series and a fervent rage, as the internet is pretty wont to do. I'm personally excited, and I know that I'll be playing through these games entirely and fully intend to fill up my Pokedex, maybe even doing a little shiny hunting if the mechanic is fun. I don't know. We'll see. However, this still brings up the issue of remaking things from the past. The biggest argument against remakes that typically rises to the top comes out of this idea 
of expectations. There are some out there who say that the games just shouldn't be remade at all. Same with anime, movie, cartoons, all that stuff. These are not really the folks that I plan on addressing with this video today. If you feel that way, I don't know what argument would be enough for you. But the argument that really stands out comes from expectations, as I mentioned. These are the expectations that people have for the remake versus the actual product that ends up hitting store shelves. By this I mean, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl have a team behind their production. That team is addressing the questions, concerns, and processes by which this game will be remade. They will choose what to cut. They will choose the art style. They will choose the changes and evolutions that the game will make as it jumps to a drastically different console. Even more than that, the odds are pretty high that you are not on that team. I'm not on that team. I don't get to make those calls, but I do have my own vision of what I want this game to be because I'm me and I get to make that imagination for myself, but that doesn't make it reality. So what is fueling my imagination? Well, probably nostalgia. When I first played this game, I was in sixth or seventh grade, and I can remember my favorite highlight of the game was when my dad was having a huge fundraiser for his church plant. Me and three of my best friends at the time who I haven't spoken to in years sat outside of the event because it would have been a totally boring event to an 11-year-old mind, and we traded Pokemon and had battles for hours while the event went on. We had never really done that before because none of us had the proper cables. So this was a monumental moment within the playing of this game for me. Maybe you had that experience. Maybe you didn't. I don't know how many of your dads out there are church planners who happen to have a fundraiser during this exact time and season in life. But that was me. That's what I had. So how on earth would the dev team behind Pokemon Diamond and Pearl possibly wrap up that memory and give it to me in a game? They can't. I'm not 11 anymore. I don't have those friends' phone numbers. Most people don't even speak over phone numbers anymore. And my dad's church plant, well, not really a church plant anymore. It's over 20 years old. So going by nostalgia alone, Diamond and Pearl are a total flop, right? They have to be. There's no way they can be what I want them to be. By that metric, the folks that say we just shouldn't remake anything are they're correct, right? It simply can't be done. If we're going by nostalgia alone, this game is already a failure. However, that's just not fair, is it? But before we tear apart that argument, let's somehow make this relate to our scripture for today. Our passage for today is an excerpt from the infamous book of Ecclesiastes, which is an Old Testament text typically attributed to King Solomon, the son of King David, who asked God for all the wisdom in the world. What Solomon actually got was a bit of pretension, as instead of calling himself Solomon and the author of this text, he gave himself the title of Teacher, with a capital T. And that led to a lot of discussion about the legitimate author of this text. Did I really just call King Solomon pretentious? I'm pretty sure I'm canceled. This is it. Performance of my lifetime? They never even suspected a thing. Anyways. The book of Ecclesiastes is not only a difficult book to spell, it is a difficult book to pin down its purpose and place in the canon of the Old Testament as a library of sacred text. At its core, it's a book of searching for the meaning of life by a wise person who just may very well be the wisest person in history. It's filled with stories and advice and exploration and is an interesting read from cover to cover. It kind of takes these chunks of Proverbs itself and exegetes them and expands upon them, kind of like a director's commentary on the entire book of Proverbs. This passage in particular is provocative as it presents the value of pain over pleasure. We like to think of the path of God as being the straight and narrow, but the author calls God out for making things crooked. Well, that's not typically the God we like to picture, but the author isn't speaking just to everybody here. The author is speaking to a specific group. These are the folks that like to reflect on the good old days, and specifically the folks that not only reflect, but perform 
prefer the good old days to the current one. The author then explains that this statement in and of itself is unwise, like literally without wisdom. Wisdom cannot ask this question because wisdom is a literal inheritance. We become wise through experience or through a mystical God dream that grants us all wisdom, but I digress. The author then explains that wisdom is like money. It provides security, but the knowledge of wisdom is greater still than money because it gives life, bringing more fulfillment than just simple prosperity ever could. And then we get this whole diatribe about crooked paths, good times, bad times, all of these being made by God in the long run. Why this? Why here? What is this all about? Well, all throughout this text, the author is further cementing this argument that we can't live in the past because whether it is a time of good or a time of bad, we have to take it as our own advantage of getting wisdom from the scenario, even if we aren't getting prosperity financially through this situation. It's an acknowledgement of the control that we have on the situation, which is admittedly minimal. We can't control what we can't control, but we do have the ability to control how these things that happen affect us, and if we choose to learn from them or not. Those are our choices on the table. So, back to these Pokemon remakes and just remakes in general. Odds are, you and I have very little control over how these things are done. Unless you've managed to work your way up the ladder into a prestigious dev team, then odds are you simply don't have the ability to affect change. And that is a tough thing to accept. No shade if you're having trouble there. We all have trouble with this. We all want control. And the reality is, is that more often than not, we just, we don't have it. So then, what do we have control over? Easy. It's how we consume the new. We have the choice to simply avoid it, not consume it at all, reject it. That's certainly an option. Or we can give it a shot. We can love it. Or we could discover that we actually kind of hate it. Prosperity in discovering your next favorite game or the adversity of discovering something that's going to disappoint you, those are viable options. They may hurt one more than the other, but at least they are an acknowledgement of the reality of the situation. And then there's a third option, and this is my personal bread and butter, my favorite option. The third option is that maybe this isn't about you. Maybe Diamond and Pearl aren't made with me in mind. Maybe these games are being made for the current 11-year-old sitting outside of a church function with their three best friends that they won't know a decade from now. Maybe this is their chance to form a memory and to gain the wisdom that I have that's over a decade old at this point. Maybe these remakes aren't for you. Maybe they aren't for me. Maybe the truth of this wisdom is that it's an inheritance being passed down, but not passed down by you or me, but by this dev team, by the game, by the experience itself. Maybe this is a chance for someone out there to learn the wisdom of friendship and of growth and of evolution and of change. And it's now the time for that to be experienced by someone new. It is our lack of control, and I choose to let loose of the control entirely, allowing someone else to gain the wisdom that I already gained. The former days aren't better than these days. These are just former days being formed for someone other than myself. Taking the focus off of the self is remarkably humbling for the circumstance and encouraging for the future of the remake culture and game culture in general. So what does this actually mean for us today? What can we do with this knowledge and this information? Hopefully a lot of things. Ideally, I hope that I at least presented a different perspective on this pretty tricky topic. That's my real goal. 
honestly, at the end of the video. As someone who is the dad to a beautiful baby girl, about to be two beautiful baby girls, I am just thankful for the opportunity to share the wisdom that I have with them. That's something I have control over. Who I am in their lives, that's on me. So before you type that raging comment in this video or tweet out that hot take, just think about the control that you have in this scenario. You have the awesome opportunity to choose how things affect you and how you learn from them. My personal opinion, maybe don't waste those opinions and thoughts on 250 words or less. Instead, maybe share a memory like I did about the most important moment I had with Diamond back in 06. Even if it's a bad memory, just share it. Rant it out into the world. Share your wisdom. But most importantly, do good, do no harm, and strive to grow with these things that you're learning. Remember, even your least favorite game may have changed someone else's life. So keep that all in mind and hopefully allow this video to open up a whole new perspective to you and maybe present something a little bit better than just hating the game for the sake of hating the game. And please, for the love of God, don't tell anyone I said Solomon was pretentious. I hope my MDiv didn't just burst into flames back at my house. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.